Welcome to Feeling Asian, a podcast where two Asians talk about their feelings. I'm your co-host, Youngmi Mayer. And I'm your other co-host, Brian Park. Ooh, Brian, your voice sounds so smooth and buttery. Smooth and buttery. Coming through my headphones. Yeah, I was going to say that intro was very NPR, like, welcome to Feeling Asian. I know. <laughs> it's very... <laughs> I want her to sound smart. <laughs> so we, had, we had a one-week hiatus. Yeah. So maybe we're a little I forgot, rusty. I forgot how to do this. What am I doing? <laughs> In that one week off, you decided that you're going to become smart. Yeah, I, I read a lot of NPR. books. <laughs> I read a lot of books. I'm fucking smart AF now. Yeah, and I decided I'm going to do like a Barry White sexy podcast. And persona. your voice got sexy over the week. I think it's uh, the sinuses. <laughs> it's my allergies. It's my allergies. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about New Year's. And New Year's, just yeah. What I guess just like breaking down the last year. Because this episode is going to come out on New Year's. New Year's Day. We're recording right now on New Year's. <laughs> Stop with the lies, Brian. The lies. No. Stop lying to our listeners. <laughs> Enough with the lies. In 2020, Brian's going to stop lying. Um, yeah, so New Year's is our topic. But before we get to the topic, Brian, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good. <laughs> in the most robotic voice ever uh no as you know i spent the last eight days with my family mm-hmm. in las vegas and shout out to the parks shout outs to the parks <laughs> shout outs to the venetian <laughs> shout outs to win hotel wow why are you flexing so hard i'm just flexing i don't yeah. know but it was great because i don't it, it i don't get to see my family that often mm. and it was especially fun because my niece is five. Oh such a fun age yeah i oh my god i want to be a dad so fucking badly wow like, my son my son is five they're so fun i know they're, they're amazing. so fun mm-hmm. i got her these uh coloring books mm-hmm. for christmas mm-hmm. and every morning she would bring them to me I'd be like hey like let's color Aww. and i swear to god i'm gonna buy coloring books for myself because it's so, it's so therapeutic yeah i was getting really really into it you know, I heard that Kate Middleton does it, and uh-huh. then it just made me hate her more. <laughs> She's so fucking boring. Oh, my God. She does coloring books? Oh, that's like her hobby. She colors. I can't. I can't with that woman. What does that say about me that it makes me even more attracted well, to her? Ac- <laughs> <laughs> that's why. <laughs> oh, my God. Kate Middleton is like your dream girl. Oh, my God. That lawful is, top. It's, you're such a lawful top. Like, I, I'm not <laughs> I, I feel like I'm going to get so much hate for hating on her, but I just find her so, like, boring, which is fine. You know, I, she's probably amazing. But she's, I feel she has really layers pleasant. to her. It makes it more exciting because... No one she, saw the face I just made. It was, what? No, because th- it's sexy. Like, she's very... She presents... She's Ooh. obvious. Like, she's a fucking princess. What are you talking... What layers? No, but I, I feel like she might be into some kinky stuff. Like, I feel like secretly she listens to Slipknot or something. <laughs> Right, so when that, you, I would like her if we found well, that out, but well, I swear to God, I don't think she has any layers. I think it's just down, like it's like an onion. It's gonna be white, white, white. No, white. no. If you do adult coloring books, you're into some kinky shit. Right. Well, let's get back to your family. What? Uh, so that's your niece. Uh, yeah, and I just spent a lot of time with her, and it was just so fun, like showing her things mm-hmm. and like taking her to a chocolate fountain and. Taking her to an art yeah. gallery where people are painting, like, live paintings. And it, it's so fun. And mm-hmm. she talks so much. Yeah. And 
she's at an age now where she just asks why for mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. and it reminds me of that louis ck bit where oh. it's like test the limits of your intellectual capability because uh-huh. after a certain point you're just like i don't i don't know anymore yeah <laughs> like yeah. i fuck i didn't study enough i don't know yeah and uh it puts you in like an existential crisis right right <laughs> but overall it was like a very very great trip mm-hmm. and like i said in the last episode i wasn't that excited to go to las vegas mm-hmm. because i just don't like the city itself but while i was there i tried to have a I just had like a good attitude about it all because even though this is something that I might not enjoy myself, it's still a good, like good quality time with my family. Right. And those moments are, uh, far and are becoming more far and few between Mm -hmm. as I get older. And so just having that kind of mindset made the trip so much more enjoyable. Mm. However, during the break, my, I got into a little bit of a disagreement with uh, my sister. Uh-oh. Because... No. Here we go. <laughs> Here, Here we go. Here we go. Now, she expressed some concern that I I am a little bit too... She feels that I'm too dependent mm. on my therapist. Ooh. Because what? I express... Uh, I preface a lot of sentences and beliefs with my therapist said this. Right. And... Huh. I immediately discredited her and was became very agitated mm. because I was like, well, you don't, you, you've you never been, you don't know what therapy is like. She's never been to therapy ever? No. Wow. However, and, and you know, there were a lot of emotions. It, it, they boiled over. A lot of things were said and I was very upset. Mm-hmm. Um, after processing it for a couple days after, mm-hmm. I somewhat not totally agree with where she's coming from mm-hmm. I, but i do understand some of her concerns mm. where i may not realize it and maybe when i'm with my family there are certain things they might say that trigger something in me mm-hmm. that have that make me preface beliefs that i have like well my therapist told me this my therapist told me that mm-hmm. and she expressed concern saying that like why why aren't these beliefs something that you just absorb for yourself and take ownership of like why do right. you have to preface it with something your therapist said and right. she's just concerned because she feels that uh, you know, she's coming from a place where she doesn't know what therapy is. So to her, mm. it almost sounds like a cult leader, cult right. follower yeah, yeah. relationship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm almost being I brainwashed. Right. And I'm like, huh, I guess there is some truth to that. I didn't really consider it because mm-hmm. I know how helpful it is to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So going forward, I mean, it's something that I'm trying to become more cognizant and uh, aware of so, because yeah. I can, I can own those feelings that I have Yeah. where like, I, do, I can just strip away the, why do I have to preface things with my therapist said mm-hmm. versus, oh, this is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. But it's only, I reached this conclusion through the help of therapy. Well, so this is the thing. Like, I know on the podcast, we say a lot, I, I know I say this a lot, like, oh, my, my therapist said this, like, on the podcast. Yeah. But when we hang out, you know... I feel like you've never you don't, you don't really say that a lot to me. Mm-hmm. You don't really say my therapist said my therapist said, S- but me personally, I when I'm around my family, yeah. I say that all the time. I'm like my therapist said like that. Yeah. And for me, not saying that this is you, for me, the reason why I say that a lot in front of my family is because I almost feel like the therapist is like my advocate. You know, uh, like I need okay. like a professional person standing next to me to argue with my family so they will i'll be like a a professional said this you know so it's right like don't you dare argue with me like that's how i that's for me i think that's the reason why i use that phrase so much with my family specifically yeah 
but like i don't say it to other people right 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 so i feel like we say it on the podcast a lot as a way to you know educate some listeners who don't go to therapy yeah like or like how we reach certain conclusions exactly like we we were trying to explain how yeah we got to some of the ideas that we have right so i mean it's it's interesting to me that your family your sister said that to you because again i i don't really hear you say that a lot with me and so just thinking about how i use that phrase in front of my family a lot Mm -hmm. um yeah but you're right like maybe moving forward we can just both be like this is this is this is how i feel right or this is what you're doing mom this -hmm. is what you're doing to make me feel bad and i'm gonna stand in it by myself i don't need the help of like somebody like an advocate or something yeah because the impulsive emotion that was brought out of me was well you don't know what the fuck you're talking about because you don't you don't know what the process is like yeah like you're just attacking me but yeah you know after cooling my jets having some days to process there's some truth to what she has to say and especially with my family i have to i'm trying to embrace more that a lot of their concerns are coming from a very good place as opposed to like yeah. a place of trying to cut me down like they mm. they express concern out of love right and also like if you don't know what therapy is it, it must be frightening to hear somebody say that like you know right. like to bring it up so much you know right like because because they're like who, they're like been. you're not what are your beliefs like is this right. therapy like are you so dependent on your therapist that mm. they have to control every thought and action that you have and mm. it, it would be concerning to someone like that what if you told her like oh i f- the reason that i say that a lot is because i feel like i need like i need like an advocate to like argue my point mm. or something i don't know right it's like being kind of i open. think what i said was um i think because a lot of these realizations or breakthroughs are so, still novel to me mm-hmm. that it's it's too fresh for me to fully own it on my mm, own where yeah. i kind of have to like slowly dip my toes into the pool by saying like well yeah. i kind of believe in this thing but like is this medical professional yeah yeah with the aid of her yeah yeah is introducing this new realization to me right right yeah but all good things overall yeah you know um so my family i have to just say like one little thing because i have had people two of my exes bring up how they thought my therapist was brainwashing me like because they like obviously you go to therapy you know my therapist never has ever said something like your ex is shitty or whatever, right? Like right. they never, no therapists say things like that. Do you know no, what I mean? No, mine, uh, they ask questions to make you come to your own conclusions. Yeah. And, be, and like in an argument or something with like my, you know, like my most recent ex, he was just saying something like, oh, like she makes you feel like you're never at fault. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, what did I just say? Nothing that I said had anything to do with that and so like right. i feel like that's like a harmful thing sometimes that people do but obviously your sister's not doing that yeah yeah it's like for me it almost feels like this is like obviously a separate story it's like somebody is trying to hurt me by saying that something that's very good for me mm-hmm. is bad like yeah. that's happened to me yeah. yeah that's not related to what you were talking about no it about. is related it is absolutely <laughs> related um how are you feeling young me oh I am feeling, okay, so I am feeling really sad because, well, I feel great, but also I'm, <laughs> I feel sad. I feel great, but I feel really Mino, sad. my son is out of town with his dad, spending time with his family, his dad's family. 
Okay. And then when he, the day he gets back, I'm leaving to go to California. So I'm not oh. going to see him for like, he's been gone for only like, it's only been like three days. It seems like so long. So he's, he's going to be gone for like five or six days. And then I'm going to be gone for six days. So that's 12 days. It's really long. That's really long. And I just, you know, I never really, you know, I've talked a little bit about parenting and I feel like I'm, I feel like I was like really hyping myself up. Like I'm a great mom or something, (laughs) but to be honest, like I miss a lot of time with him because I co-parent and like other kids don't live like this. They don't go 10 days without seeing their mom. Mm. You know, I mean, that's like longer than normal because we usually do like three days. Right. But that's a long time for a five-year-old to not see their mom. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, and I like stress out about it all the time. Like I'm like, is this, harmful like how harmful is this for him like mm. what are you know what i mean like yeah because i remember being five years old and my mom like went to korea on vacation and it was like maybe two weeks and i just felt so like scared and lost we have like not a very healthy we had like a very codependent unhealthy relationship but also when you're five it's like you need to be around your mom all the time you know yeah and it really terrifies me like if it's damaging to mm. him and it's like it's like one of those things that like keeps me up at night do you know what i mean yeah like, oh, the thought will come into my head and i'll just like spiral right and, right and um so right now i'm f- i'm like thinking about that i'm trying not to and then it ties into the fact that right now like i'm have you know like what the the other side of that is that when he's gone i have a lot of fun because it's easy you know like my apartment's really clean i don't have to like pick up after him it's life is so easy do you feel guilty that you feel yes happy yeah when he's gone i feel guilty like i'm going on you know i go on dates and i like go out with my friends and like go out and eat and blah blah blah, and like i could focus on myself and do stand-up and like write all day and it just feels like Ah, oh, and then I'm like, oh, this is so great. And then I'm like, oh, I'm a shitty mom. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so it's just like this weird roller coaster. Because it's almost like you're living two lives. Yeah, and then when he comes back home, I'm like laser focused on him, like doing everything with him. Right. I don't, I don't do, you know, I used to like get a babysitter a lot and go out and do com- comedy a lot. But mm-hmm. now I'm like, I if I have a show or something, I'll get a babysitter. for the. But for the most part, I will just stay with him. Yeah. And then it feels good but it's also hard because it's really hard parenting one child by herself mm-hmm. and so and then i'm like okay this is good i love hanging out with him like you know how you feel about your niece like it's fun right being around the five-year-old but then i feel guilt about like i'm not doing any comedy you know yeah. or like i'm not getting anything done you know and mm-hmm. so it's like i know that a lot of women especially but also men probably like talk about this sort of feeling that are not divorced you know Mm -hmm. like just you know when i'm at work i feel guilty because i'm not around my kids and then when i'm around my kids i'm not getting any work done that's a very common feeling yeah but i guess for for me it's like extreme because i'm just like by myself completely and then with him completely yeah yeah and it seems that calm like the lifestyle of a comedian yeah and being a mother yeah are so very different. different very extreme yeah and i mean you know i've been doing this for like a little over two years now and it's at this point where my sleep schedule is completely completely like according to going out at night now mm. you know what i mean yeah like now it's like it's like i don't feel tired until like two or three or whatever yeah you know what i mean and then when i have mino it's just like basically 
I can't sleep until two. I wake up at seven, take so him to school. you're just tired as shit at the <laughs> Natural History Museum. Yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> and then I go home and take a nap, basically, because yeah. it's like I I can't like keep flopping my sleep schedule back and forth. Do you right. know what I mean? It's it's so chaotic. Oh my god. Yeah, no, it sounds it sounds really hard, and I think a lot of your concerns and feelings of guilt are absolutely valid. And <sighs> but so from what guilty. I've seen, but yeah. from what I've seen you're doing the best that well, given the, the best g- I can do given your circumstances. Yeah. And I think this is um, relatable to a lot of people because a lot of these anxieties are rooted in comparison. Like, yeah. why am I not doing enough? Why am I not doing this? Yeah. But ultimately it's about, this is just the life you have. This is the schedule that you're, that's unique to you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, you, you very graciously invited me to your apartment when Mino was there, and you're awesome. You're a great mom. Oh, thanks. Yeah. yeah. And it's He's like, it, it's very kid. apparent to me that um, you foster like a very supportive and open relationship with him. I mean, I feel like there's definitely, there's no way that he's not going to know that I love him and I'm like supportive. But what makes me really sad also is that he like really loves me, mm-hmm. and like he gets really sad when he's not around me. Yeah. And like, I, I think it's just like normal for young children to be more attached to their moms. Yeah. Like when he's with his dad, he is happy, but he's always like, when am I go- going back to moms? Like he constantly asks him that. Yeah. And he, I mean, he never asked me that, but his dad, again, they really like each other and stuff, but you know, like young kids are really attached to their moms. It's natural. Yeah. Um, and that makes me really sad. Mm. You know? Yeah. Anyway, that's. That's just on my mind. Right, right. But also, life is going great. Yeah, New Year's. New 2020. Year's. 2020. 2020. Do you make resolutions? I don't, but I made one for this year. Do you want to hear it? What if I just said no? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's our podcast, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs> uh, why don't you make resolutions? I usually? don't know. I just, I don't, I don't like things that are like, I don't like schedule things. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Plan-y yeah. things. That's why my life is like this fucking hot mess. I don't plan anything. I don't like I don't like doing it. It makes me like feel weird when I do it. It right. makes me feel trapped or something. Yeah. And so I think that's part of why. How about you? Do you make resolutions? I do, but they're I don't know how well I follow through on them mm. or stick to them. Yeah, maybe that's why I don't make them because I don't want to fail. And and I will fail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't even know. I'll like r- write it down in a journal, or I'll type it up in a Word document. But I won't. When the year ends, I don't go back and look at it. Right. So I don't know how disappointed I oh, should wait, be. So you write like a whole thing, like not I do. just like one sentence. Like I r- I write bu- I bullet point them. Oh wow, this is really. An- I thought you meant like. I don't don't I'm, eat carbs on, or something, something like that. Yeah, I'm Kate Middleton lawful top. Oh, I, wow. I type this out. It's Did a you, whole thing. Can I see the one for 2019? I haven't made one. Oh, for 20. Oh, for I, last but like year. I said, I don't know. I, I don't. You just you saved it somewhere. It. You have no idea where it is. I, all I know is that one of them was uh, one of my resolutions was to <laughs> to meditate more. And oh. I'm like, who am I? Come on, who am I fucking kidding? Like, I'm I started meditating. <laughs> I started meditating in 2019, and it's really helped me. Wow! So now if I, I see so many ghosts. If I didn't write that down, yeah. maybe I would be meditating to this day. Mm. I did stick with it for three months. Like I did. Oh, uh, that's great. That's I did good. waking up. Yeah, but I stopped. Yeah, but this is the thing about resolutions that bother me. Like three months is good, and that's a success. But I feel like when you do a resolution for the year, 
it's like it makes you feel like a failure because you didn't mm. do it for 12 months but like yeah. think about three months that's really good that's no. probably really good for your brain yeah no i you know what you know what I fucking crushed 2019. Yeah, I fucking crushed <laughs> meditating in 2019. Three months, that's, that's like a quarter of the year. That's a lot. Although one of the reasons why I stopped was I was using this app called uh, Waking Up. Uh-huh. And I was having a panic attack in <laughs> in, the, in the East Village. Yeah. And that's where they happen. They happen. You get panic attacks in East Village. Nothing more New York than that. And... I read that one of the ways to qu- to suppress a panic attack is to just sprint because you have <laughs> no 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 because when yeah. you have when you have an anxiety attack you yeah. have an over you have too much adrenaline pumping through you yeah that makes sense and it feels like you have uh, you're gonna have a heart attack mm. and so if you run if you sincerely were having a par- a panic attack you would collapse. <laughs> Oh. Because if you're having a heart attack, you're going to fucking collapse if yeah. you're sprinting full speed. Mm-hmm. So by physically exerting that energy, mm-hmm. you're depleting the adre- adrenaline in your body. But then you're also psychologically informing your body like, oh, you're okay. Because right. if you were sincerely having a heart attack, you would have collapsed by now. Oh, okay. So right. it's expending that that fight hormone, that adrenaline hormone, that, that fight or so flight hormone sense. is just disappearing. So I was looking like a psycho with my <laughs> backpack sprinting through East Village. <laughs> That's why I kept laughing because I just visualized you just <laughs> sprinting. So, but I sat down. And for some reason, I knew you were wearing a backpack. That's oh, what made sure. me laugh. <laughs> That's how you know someone is a comedian. If they're over the age of 23 and they have a backpack, yeah. odds are they are a comedian. I have a backpack and it's Balenciaga. <laughs> oh, you! <laughs> <laughs> but I sat on a stoop and put on this meditation app. Yeah. But the episode, for whatever reason, I'm freaking out trying to... After sprinting. After sprinting. And okay. I'm like, okay, I have a panic attack. I need this to go away. I'm going to listen to this meditation app. And the episode was like, think about all of the things that you're ashamed about. What? what? And they were like what does it do does it it disappears it removes the power i'm like this episode is the worst fucking episode to listen to right now and i just stopped since then oh wow it was like a one-off episode where they wanted to focus on traumas and shame wow bad timing bad timing but i find resolutions uh something i always question is like why do we like yes it's new year's but these resolutions we can engage in them like immediately Mm -hmm. at any moment yeah you know like, one of my resolutions is to quit smoking Juul. Yeah. Like, why do I have to wait? Like, I could do that yeah. today. Or you could just quit for, like, two months and then do it again. You know, like, life is so, like, ebb and flowy to me. I feel yeah. like I feel like that's what I'm realizing as I get older. Like, people want to, like, categorize and cut, like, cut it into little pieces and stuff. But it's, like, it's just, like, a like a pulsing thing, you know? Yeah. So, like, you meditate for three months and then you stop and then you start doing it again and then you stop and that's just how life goes. Right, right. Like, you quit smoking and then maybe you'll smoke again in the future. You know what I mean? That's just, like, that's the flow of life, I think. Yeah. And it's, like, to get so into your head about, I'm never smoking again or, you know, like, I'm never, like, eating gluten again. Like, I feel like that just puts, sets you up for failure. Yeah. And life is, like, pulsing. So that's, that's really, like, really, yeah, really, right? really insightful. Like, I, I'm, I'm, no, like, I completely agree. Yeah. And that's something that has uh, always been a challenge for me is because I operate in absolutes. Yeah. Where I'll be like, I'm going to have all of the casual chaotic sex. 
this is bad for me. I'm going to be celibate. Mm, yeah. You know, that's how, you know, that's how I am with, um, cause I have obviously like a history with eating disorders and body dysmorphia. Yeah. That's how I am with dieting. I get so like, I get so like strict, like I'm going to be, I'm just going to eat healthy and exercise every day. And then I go all the way nuts and just eat whatever I want, you know, like, and then I feel like shit about it. Yeah. But I'm at this point in my life now where I've recognized that the ebb and flow of it. And so now I'm like not feeling as guilty and shameful. Like I'm like, okay, I have these periods of my life where I'm really healthy. And then I have periods where I'm like, I kind of just need emotional eating. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I just like let myself do that. And it's like made me a lot healthier mm. just to allow myself to do. Can I tell you my resolution though? I feel like... I- yeah should i for say this it year? now yeah for 2020 go for it um there's this is this podcast is an ebb and flow we don't a, have to stick to a schedule oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you want to stick to your schedule I no like. i don't want to stick to my schedule Let's just, i'm all about the ebb and flow what's this, your resolution for this year <laughs> my resolution this year is i'm gonna try to stay single the whole year what do you think See, that's an absolute. Oh, wait. Yeah, you're right. What am I saying? <laughs> you know what? Never mind. See, no. this is why I don't do resolution. And you know what, Brian? I'm not joking. You might be single. No for, resolution. Might- <laughs> no, I'm not doing it. No, but I, 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 like the, like I, I like the original thought, though. Like, what was your intention behind that resolution? Well, okay. So I guess, first you of all, you want to be single I'm for the entire year. deleting that resolution. No resolution. Are you a serial monogamous? Because you don't. Yes, I am. Oh. Is that crazy? And I mean, I know ever since doing the podcast i've been talking a lot about being single and like having chaotic street legend <laughs> stories in bushwick chaotic, oh my god they're getting more and more chaotic i'm not <laughs> going to talk about it anymore because i feel like i'm talking about it too much but um <laughs> but yes I, I i'm a serial monogamous and this is the first time in my adult life that i've been single for longer than like well it's only been two months but like <laughs> <laughs> what what month is it yeah it's only been two months but like i literally would go like three maybe at one point i was single for like four months or five months without being in a isn't that crazy in my whole adult life i mean you were married for 10 years yeah and then three months later i was in a relationship and then three months after that i was in another relationship but i there is no yeah like a three month in between those relationships conventional thought would inform people to assume that that it is crazy because you're like oh you've dated for this amount of time and then you should give yourself this amount of time to process and you, be I know, single. I, I totally get that, but I'm like, I don't understand why, why, like now that I'm like just dating so many people, I'm like, mm-hmm. there's so many people and there's so many different kinds of people. And I'm like, I should have really just like, like gone through this to really see what the, if I do ever want to get into a monogamous relationship again, yeah like to see what what would be the best person for me to be with i've never had that it was just um, it was like my whole life it was just like one person showed up and i was like this is great you know what i mean yeah and then for a long time you know i had like a two-year relationship one-year relationship 10-year relationship like that yeah and now i'm like why why am i so like quick to like I don't know. I think I think there's a lot there. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't though. think there's anything wrong with it, but I think that there's a lot in there. In fact, in these times, I would say go so far as to say it's a good thing because Really? Yeah, I think a lot of people are very averse to committing now because mm. there are so many options available to us more right. than ever because mm. with the access to dating apps and, you know, it's uh people hold out hope that there could be something better. 
So mm. you don't want to fully commit just yet. Yeah, but like the thing is, like obviously, all my relationships were not. They were great. You know, there were great parts of them and bad parts of them. But I'm like, I don't. I'm like, why didn't I take more time? And you know what I mean? Like look more for somebody that was like highly compatible with me. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's like where I'm at in my head. But it's also part of your growth as a person too. Right. Because, yeah, I mean, it sounds like you're very eager to practice in that way going forward when it comes to dating. Yeah. It's like really. I think my concern is that my behavior and being a serial monogamist was like some a form of codependency. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I was just so afraid to be by yourself. Yeah. But then there's a huge part of me that like loves being by myself and being single. Yeah. And it's like, it's like crazy to me how I'm like, you know, I was telling you how I feel very happy now being Mm -hmm. single and it just feels like way true to myself. It's crazy to me that I was so, so like scared and like ready to like, as soon as possible give that up do you know what i mean i don't know what i don't know what that is because maybe it's a feeling of um, like it's discomfort or i don't know yeah just it's really uncomfortable being lonely it's you know like a lot of and you know i am very happy being single right now but i find myself being like just having these like intense feelings of loneliness and Mm -hmm. it's so uncomfortable but I'm like, wh- you know, like, it's fine. Like, it's fine. Like, why is that so painful for me? Like, I'm trying to process all of this. And I feel like I have to process it. Yeah. I can't throw myself into another relationship to, like, do you know what I mean? Like, distract myself from it. Yeah. No, that's, uh, wow. No, no, I think that that makes a lot of sense, though. Because right. for so long, you have always had a partner yeah. in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. And you're just trying to accept that this is part of your growth as a human being and you just need to sit in this solitude and this loneliness yeah and maybe coming out of it you might realize hey this isn't for me or realize that this is really what i need to be at my ultimate like fulfillment and peak level of happiness is to like embrace this solitude yeah i'm not which it sounds like you haven't really given yourself the opportunity to do yeah 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 i have to see if i'm like is this yeah exactly yeah there's like (laughs) that's it (laughs) damn so you're gonna be so you're not going to be monogamous this Uh -uh. entire 2020 nope i'm gonna try not to i mean honestly who knows this is gonna be this has the makings of a good (laughs) rom-com you're gonna meet mr perfect (laughs) and then yeah uh it's like, it's gonna be, that's a year long affair. He's going to wait. It's, it's like, you know what? what? <laughs> I'm going to wait. And then you guys are going to finally like kiss it's on gonna be 2021 Matthew, New Year's Eve. Matthew, what's his name? Matthew McConaughey or something? <laughs> is that his name? Matthew McConaughey, the yeah. Days and Confused. Yeah. I feel like is that, that it's going to be him starring like, Matthew McConaughey. And young me mayor. She is committed to staying single for an entire year. He's willing to wait an and entire the- year. <laughs> Cut to like, uh, oh, that's my new neighbor. It's a Matthew McConaughey without a shirt on. I'm like, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> wow. So that's a that's a that's a bold resolution. Very specific too. But then again, like I said, but I think it comes from a great place. I hate resolutions, and I don't believe in putting you know like 
a time, whatever. So I'm just gonna ebb and flow and see what happens. What about you? Do you so, have resolutions for? So just nothing. Just I, nothing I said just mattered. So like, <laughs> I'm just like who cares? I just January, wasted 15 minutes of your time, everyone. January second, 2020. Brian, I have a new boyfriend. Ebb and flow. We're getting married. Ebb and flow. Ebb and flow, baby. This is why I don't like resolutions. Ebb and flow. Wait, um, what's your resolution? So my resolution. Oh my god, you're you're pulling up a spreadsheet right which now. i actually oh wrote down god <laughs> let's hear it this is some kate middleton ass behavior right here <laughs> so bullet point underline resolutions for 2020 oh question mark. <laughs> why is there a question mark uh i was like a question to myself oh. like what are my resolutions for 2020 so a big one is quitting the jewel Ooh, yeah quitting jewel you. absolutely need to quit jewel yeah um it's very addicting uh-huh. i need to fucking stop so I'm going to throw away the jewel. As as you said that, I was like, I just pulled out my jewel. Thanks for <laughs> reminding me to jewel, Brian. <laughs> a big general, uh, my resolutions tend to be very broad. They're not as specific as yours. But a big one is to prioritize my health. And mm-hmm. that, that comes with quitting jewel. And the jewel is probably my biggest vice. Because I don't drink. And right. I don't really do drugs. Mm-hmm. So... I have this, um, I really, really want to start making, like, I love, I like the feeling that I get from working out. Yeah. You know, those endorphins, are those are very real. Mm-hmm. And I want to replace the vice of Juul with the benefit of going to the gym. So, like, Ooh. I want to condition myself into going to the gym, like, a lot this year. Okay. And just prioritize my health. And also as a test to myself to see... I have this, uh, I like, I like testing myself and putting grades on myself, which isn't a good thing, Mm -hmm. but I'm very curious to see what my peak physique could be. Like what is like peak healthy me? Yeah. Because I haven't really given it a wholesome effort yet. Like working out really intensely? Not intensely, but just like, what would my life be like if I stuck to a schedule and like ate very healthily mm-hmm. and just did everything healthily? You've never done that? I mean, I I try my best. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I'll eat a lunch for salad. Like, I'll eat a lunch for salad. <laughs> <laughs> I'll eat salad for lunch most days and I'm kind yeah. of aware. But I'm like, what is it like if I was very strict and regimented about it? Is this by any chance... Did you get this idea because the Kumail? <laughs> <Not picture. yet. laughs> yeah, when you, that picture when he's ripped. <laughs> that's what you're going to look like at, at the end of 2020. You're just going to be ripped. Except no one will talk about it on Twitter. It'll get like 100 <laughs> likes on Instagram. <laughs> ripped, Brian. <laughs> I kind of want to see what how ripped you can get to. <laughs> I want to see. I wanna just get the most rippedest possible. Get um, swole. <laughs> swole. <laughs> Get swole. Swole, Brian. <laughs> the podcast becomes less funny. <laughs> <laughs> Goes to shit. <laughs> yeah, you, what if you get swole and then you're just not funny? Yeah, young me's like, why are you flexing all the time? We're recording. No one can see you. <laughs> um, no, rest assured, it has nothing to do with Kumail Nanjiani. I... <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. Kumail Nanjiani. You're a juice head? <laughs> you don't go... No, I, I have a... I love... I have this obsession with challenging myself. Mm. And I'm just sincerely curious. Like, with my one life to live, mm-hmm. w- truly, like, what would it look like if I re- obtained this 
if I really uh, committed myself to a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. I can, so that way, like 20 years from now, I can at least look back and say, oh, this is like the peak physical health that I could make reach right. as Brian Park mm. in my one life to live. Okay. Because I don't drink. And mm-hmm. I think there should be nothing stopping me because I think drinking is, it. you know, that's that it leads to a lifestyle of like, it's a lot of fun for sure. But yeah. for someone who doesn't work out that often mm-hmm. or that hard, if I drank, I would be so much fatter than I am now. Really? I think, don't you think so? I think oh. drinking, like that's like freshman 15 in why, college. Why like, are you dragging me? <laughs> I'm, I'm not dragging you. <laughs> yeah, but you don't yeah. think so? Like, Yeah, it, it leads to a lot of other unhealthy behaviors. I drink I like drinking and I also calories. work out. Yeah. And I eat healthy. So I don't drink already as it is. So what my thought process is, okay, let's just lean into that more. Like what would it be Can, like if yeah, I yeah. was like... Just the most perfect Most healthy, healthy person? person. This is like... Okay, as somebody with a history of eating disorders, this is kind of a scary oh. road path that I see you starting to get on. Oh, because no. I feel like a lot of people get on this. My whole thing is that, okay, so I drink and I go through periods where I don't drink, you know, yeah. and then I, I get healthy. And it's like the whole ebb and flow thing. Yeah. Like I, ba- I just like have balance. Like most days I eat a salad for lunch too. And then I'll go out and eat something bad. And I feel like coming from a place of having eating disorders and being really extreme being like i'm not gonna eat any carbs i'm not gonna eat any sugar i'm gonna work out every day i'm not gonna drink and like that's how i used to live really rigidly yeah and, and i'm just now getting into the point of my life where it's like i'm gonna drink sometimes and then i'm not gonna drink and i'm gonna eat a salad but then i'm gonna eat a hamburger tomorrow you know it's like it's like a, i'm like trying to like make it really balanced Do you right, know what right, I mean? right, like right. i not ext- i'm like literally going the opposite way where so I'm i just, to just like, i so what i said before balancing. i was like oh i think the ebb and flow is really good yeah i'm rejecting that and going completely yeah absolutely. you're just going like you're just gonna be like okay my resolution for 2020 is to become kumail Nanjiani. yeah okay. i knew it <laughs> <laughs> i knew i knew it i knew that's what this was about um I, <laughs> it's really affected you brian <laughs> Well, well, no, but but if you're saying like for a year, I'm gonna yeah. do that. I don't think there's like problem. So for this entire year, you're gonna be like working out like a lot and then eating very healthy. I'm just curious to see what it would look like if I uh, applied myself in a very productive way and mm. towards my health. Okay. Yeah. That sounds healthy. That sounds. Are you giving yourself like a time frame, like a year that you're gonna do There's it? No or time you're frame. just gonna let I don't do a time do frame. Okay. I don't do a time frame. So I'm just more of like the thing is, let's if you quit do Juul it, and then let's just see if this sticks. So like, if you end up doing it for three months, will you feel like a failure, like your meditation thing? No. Well, yeah. it depends. It depends on how ripped I look after three months. <laughs> 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 All right. I like it. Um, and I then mean, my other resolution is to. Uh, express more gratitude towards people mm. that I've, I've I that like, I appreciate. I've been hearing you say that a lot recently. Because I always, I will. I, typically, I would wait like till their birthday or mm. uh, some significant event. And yeah. why am I waiting mm. when you know life is short? You don't know what can, like anything can happen. Mm-hmm. So while so while you're with people that you enjoy. Might as well just say it. Yeah. Yeah. That's really nice. I like that. Yeah. The the other day I was in the subway and I felt like this wave of missing one of my close friends because she moved to Philly. Yeah. And I just texted her and I was like, right when I felt it, I was like, I just miss you so much. That's really sweet. And I was like, I just really care. And I think that we have like a really special bond. I just texted her and I was like, I just wanted you to know because I felt it. Yeah. Right. Right now on the subway. 
And so I feel like that's like. And I've been doing that more. Oh, that's great, Brian. Like, that's no, so nice. But even with my guy friends, uh huh, I know I'm improving because it's it'll be like I love you, bro, or like yeah. I love you, man. <sighs> but now, take away the bro, take away the man. <gasps> it's just I love you. Wow, <laughs> that is such a huge step. Huge step for straight man. <laughs> huge hey man, step for I don't, straight I don't, man. I don't need to soften the blow, soften the significance of it. Wow. While retaining my masculinity, powerful. it's just I love you. That's powerful. Yeah. I mean, that's like text speak. You know, it's like uh, we always like apply LOL to the end of things because yeah. we might feel like it's too much right. emotional impact. Mm-hmm. Like I really like you. Not even I really like you. It's just like something LOL. Something something LOL. Mm, yeah. You know. Never mind the LOL. Just say never it. mind the LOL. Just fucking say I it. I love you. Yeah. And I then, like how you're texting your male friends. I love you. That is amazing. <laughs> yeah. I'm not trying to like. This makes me a little. I'm like. I'm the best. No. Not. No. Not you don't all. sound like that. No. no so yeah. So those are you. those are my two big big resolutions for 2020 mm. yeah so reflecting back mm-hmm. on 2019 what were some of the biggest challenges and biggest accomplishments of the last year for you oh i have i have to say like all the all the things are not like uh on paper things you know what i mean like yeah i just feel like dealing with the ongoing relationship i have with my ex-husband was very difficult so that was a big challenge but i mean but it's also a wonderful relationship that we have and I really cherish it. And it's like really nice. It's not at all. I, I know that, you know, divorce people are notorious for having terrible, toxic relationships with each other. But yeah. it, it's not that at all. It's just challenging. It, But it's a great relationship and we're making it work. I feel like that was probably one of the biggest challenges um, of this last year maybe feeling like i'm not doing enough was a big feeling Mm. like see my challenges are like these emotions they're not like things that i can say do you know what i mean like they're kind of abstract Mm -hmm. like so that was challenging yeah challenging for me to deal with feeling like i'm not doing enough what's my future gonna be where is this going those sort of feelings were very challenging for me this year right and then the biggest accomplishments are the same thing like they're not like on paper like i i did a a bunch of great shows that i was proud of yeah i did you know starting this podcast yeah i did you know i took i did the acting course which i really loved and i learned a lot from Mm -hmm. um but the i feel like the emotions were like like the best thing that happened last year was even i think Honestly, like right at the end of it, like realizing that I can be alone. Like that was a big, that was a huge hurdle, like emotional, like l- thing that I learned this year. Mm-hmm. That was a great accomplishment on my part mentally right. to realize that I can be alone. You know what I mean? And like this, this feeling right now being like, oh, why, why did I think I couldn't be alone? Yeah. You know, but it's like a very abstract accomplishment. I think it's like a mental growth thing. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. How about you? What are your biggest challenges and accomplishments of the last year? Uh, I think they're kind of combined for mm-hmm. me. Uh, the biggest challenge happened in the beginning of this year is when I um, got out of a, ver- a long-term relationship. Yeah. And there was just so much emotional reckoning mm-hmm. that I had to confront. Primarily mm-hmm. because it's this just growing comfortable with expressing my emotions to people Mm -hmm. 
like first it's the recognition of how I feel and then realizing that it's okay to feel that way Mm -hmm. as opposed to suppressing it and then expressing it. And it was particularly difficult for me to express emotions that might potentially be interpreted as like hurtful Mm. or it might hurt the other person. Mm -hmm. But just understanding that, you know, you just have to be honest. Sometimes the truth hurts. Yeah. But it's better to better to do that. That yeah, that's like a really hard thing to teach yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was the biggest challenge was just you know, because I became alone again. Mm. And it's like what you have to be self-sufficient. Wait, how did the how did your breakup lead to that sort of I think I was suppressing a lot of feelings mm. towards the end of the relationship. Right. In order to you know, for a lot of reasons, but um, primarily because I couldn't reconcile that I didn't understand why I wanted the relationship to end. Mm -hmm. I felt a lot of guilt about that Mm. because it's this thing of, okay, well, this person is so great. Like, but why, why are my feelings, why have my feelings changed Mm -hmm. towards this person? Mm. And it's just accepting that that's just, that just happens. And then you, and then that led to you being like, oh, I'm suppressing a lot of emotions. Yeah. And that's, that's what you're talking about. You're like, I have to like name them. Yeah. Recognize them and then name them. Yeah. And then say, express them. I see. So sometimes I understand now, you know, I, I was, I, my feelings have changed and Mm -hmm. it was just so, I could not express it for Mm -hmm. a long time. And then that's when kind of led me to start going to therapy is just trying to give myself tactics and permission ultimately Mm -hmm. to just say what's on my mind Mm -hmm. and how i feel that's great because you know it's easy to i think it's possible it's when there are expectations especially like relationship or job Mm -hmm. you can it's easy to suppress because you know how you should act like this is how a good boyfriend should be this Mm -hmm. is how a good employee should be yeah and when the steps are very clear you can suppress how you feel. Mm-hmm. You're like, I fucking hate this job, but I know what I need to do to be a good employee. So I'm just going to write it out. Yeah. Or I need, I know what I need to do to be a quote unquote good boyfriend. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I understand that um, suppressing those feelings is the antithesis of what being a good boyfriend is because yeah. emotional communication is the foundation of any good relationship. Yeah. So that was like the biggest challenge was just coming out of a long term relationship realizing that i had to a lot of uh self-growth to do mm-hmm. and you know i i think through the help of therapy i've made a lot of progress and i know it's an ongoing thing like progress isn't it doesn't end you know yeah i know there's some residual behaviors or obstacles that make it difficult for me to express certain things mm-hmm. but um you know i'm just trying to be kinder to myself and understand that I'm I have flaws. I'm not going to be perfect, but as long as I'm striving towards improving mm-hmm. that, it's just an ongoing thing. Yeah. And the biggest accomplishments are, you know, likewise, I did a lot of cool shows. I did some cool festivals. Um in terms those are like career things, mm-hmm. like being considered for a Netflix show, like that's progress in terms of acting. Yeah, it's huge. Um I think the biggest, but again, this podcast has just been like so, so great. Mm-hmm. And I'm very grateful that I get to do this with you. Yeah. And um, 
I think the biggest accomplishment for me is somewhat tied to the podcast is I'm not doing as much stand up. Yeah. But previously I would have guilted myself. Yeah. Because I'm like, I, I moved to New York to do stand up. Mm-hmm. So why am I for me to just start my interest in this thing to wane, what the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah. Whereas like now yeah. yeah, but whereas now I'm not questioning myself as much. Mm. It's just an acceptance mm-hmm. of okay, well, my interest in stand-up is waning, but I'm also investing my energy and my creative efforts into a lot of other cool projects. Yeah. And you know what? That's okay. Mm-hmm. And I take that as a sign of growth on my end. Mm. That I'm like, you know what? I'm proud that I'm not shaming myself for this thing. Right. Yeah. Well, that's great. I sometimes feel ashamed. Yeah. You know, I feel shame if I'm not like, grinding hard enough or whatever right 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 like doing the three open mics a day like how everyone talks about that yeah and i you know in the new year i'm yeah. i took a break from stand-up i did i didn't do as many open mics i was doing some shows but in the new year i have the i have the itch again to get back up on stage so yeah i'll do that and then like you said ebb and flow ebb and flow <laughs> yeah you gotta go with the ebb and flow really but yeah i think it's good to reflect on these challenges and uh the progress that you've made because it's it's a reminder like so you i think more often than not um i i I often surprise myself of the things that i accomplished in a year Mm. but i just don't take the time to sit down and really reflect yeah and be like hey actually this year was good i did a lot of things that uh more than i expected yeah i had a great year (laughs) in the most insincere way (laughs) i I had a great year yeah seriously right now i'm feeling like i did absolutely nothing this year Uh but i know that's just my own like hard critic inside my head right well you know what i think from what you've described to me that a lot of shit has happened in the past year a lot has happened the past year to top off this episode what are uh what are some resolutions for the podcast going forward for the podcast yeah the next year feeling asian resolutions i'm gonna 2020 okay this is my feeling asian resolution i'm gonna stop saying the word chaotic <laughs> why <are you> <laughs> why i don't know i just feel like i overuse it overuse chaotic yeah do you not feel chaotic i feel completely cha- it's total fucking chaos in my head so isn't if that's what you're feeling then maybe you should feel maybe right. you should say i feel incredibly chaotic yeah. more say just it more say it more <laughs> that's my resolution um for the podcast resolution i don't know i love i mean i really like it yeah yeah i feel like it's interesting Okay. I feel, you know, I always feel sort of pressure to make it really funny. Yeah. But that's just like me shaming myself in my head because I think it's hilarious already. Yeah. That sounded terrible. Now I hate <laughs> myself. Fuck. <laughs> I'm hilarious. Oh my God. I'm such a piece of shit. How are you feeling, Ugh. young me? I'm feeling really sad. This is fucking hilarious. <laughs> uh, <laughs> listening to it at home, just cracking myself up. <laughs> what if, it, what if that's all I listen to at home? Just re- our podcast. Meanwhile, our reviews forever. are like this. Brought me. Sometimes I cry listening <laughs> to this podcast because it's too emotionally overwhelming. Oh my god! Uh, what, what do you man. think for the podcast? What should we? So uh, let me pull up my Google spreadsheet oh here. God, here we go again, <laughs> folks. Um, there's, so there's, well, a, a broad one is that I'm excited for us to be more vulnerable. Yeah. And yes just to have more exciting guests to join our podcast we haven't talked about anal yet haven't talked about anal yet we keep saying that we are going to and then we never (laughs) we never do (laughs) i think that's more of you want to talk about anal. (laughs) (laughs) 
I was like, straight. I was like, <laughs> damn straight, Brian. <laughs> That's all I ever want to talk about. Uh, <laughs> replace chaotic talk with more anal talk. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna do that. <laughs> I'm down. Um, I'm excited to have some more exciting guests for the new year. Get more interesting perspectives yeah. on feeling Asian, and just generally doing our best to be more vulnerable and just have more exciting discussions around what it's like to be feel Asian. Yeah. And um, I'm excited to meet more people that listen to the podcast because like they've been coming to the shows now. Yeah. And then I feel bad because like a lot of times they'll come, but they they won't say, you know, it's like hard because comedians are always in the back or whatever. Right. And then they'll like DM me later. Yeah. Which is sweet. If you guys ever come to the uh, comedy show, please just come up to me and talk to me, please. <laughs> I want to hang out with you. I'm so lonely. I want to talk about anal with you. (laughs) Face to face. I'm (laughs) so lonely as I previously said. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And another, but this is like a more specific resolution Uh is that I, I, I feel that we, you know, I think what makes our podcast really fun is that we give ourselves permission and there's a very safe space for us to have very strong, emotional reactions to certain things yeah and um i think going forward i this is this is just a general resolution for myself Mm -hmm. this doesn't have to apply to you but i want to i think history is something that i'm it's probably it's always been my weakest subject Mm -hmm. since like elementary middle undergrad i'm i I just want to read more about history and specifically asian american history Mm. uh because I think it would, I don't know, it would just be nice to f- be able to frame and vocalize the, the, like, why it is I'm feeling a certain way. Right. And because have, like, I know how I feel yeah. about certain things. It's like, well, this is fucked up. Like, but, like, history, like, having a historical context to that yeah. would only strengthen the impact of the emotions that i'm feeling behind right it. like have the knowledge and the right information yeah and like background. honestly we're, we're two comedians like yeah, we're yeah. not we're not claiming ourselves to be experts on anything right but just as a human being i think a lot of the especially when it comes to uh id politics mm-hmm. like there's so much like a lot of the frustrations or the emotions surrounding that all have a historical origin right and understanding how those impacts like propagate across generations right really would be um, very helpful would be very helpful for this podcast for this podcast and just as being like a person talking about politics with people right yeah so that's something that i on my part want to do better is like okay i understand why i feel a certain way Mm -hmm. and sometimes i get at the tip of my tongue and i'm like man like I know why I feel this way, but it would be so helpful to understand, like, really, like, the origins of why I really feel this way. Right. Yeah. But it, you know what? Even if we don't, that's, that's okay, great, too. That's a great resolution. <laughs> no, I think we should read more books about <laughs> so we know what we're talking about, maybe. <laughs> Is that what you're going to say? No. <laughs> no, kidding. I mean, we're not proclaiming ourselves to be experts on right. anything. It's we're just about, openly talking about our feelings. We're just opening ta- openly talking about our feelings and hope that our listeners feel permission to do the same with their friends or with their family. Please and come up to me at shows and feel free to say anything you want. I really, I'm not even, it's not a joke. I really, that's all I want yeah for you to feel free to say that that's you know what you can do the same to me too yeah (laughs) (laughs) i just feel like this episode wasn't very asian 
did we talk about being asian <laughs> well i guess hey I, just two asians talking about feelings is inherently asian, asian enough for it doesn't me. it doesn't there is no such thing as what is asian sometimes our feelings are universe fucking universal that's what it means to be asian yeah and that's the that's the mark of not being an other in this country when you just get to be a human being <laughs> you know what i mean it right, doesn't totally. have to be about being asian yeah i mean some of my favorite living uh some of the favorite like favorite feedback that i get for the podcast is when it's from non-asian listeners who Ooh. are like they're surprised that a lot of the asian experience they can relate to totally they're like they're surprised that we're human beings too <laughs> like you guys have feelings what the fuck right 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 i mean like like we touched on this on the fumi episode is right. that by having asian in the title it might um dissuade people who are non-asian from yeah. listening to the podcast because they might jump to the conclusion that it might not relate to them right but it's mostly about feelings totally as human beings yeah I think that caps the episode, That's right? That's it. 2020, here we come. 2020, more anal. More anal. <laughs> Why? Why did you say that? <laughs> That's what, that was your resolution. Oh, yeah, it is my resolution. <laughs> I cha- I'm going to change it last minute. Last minute. What is it now? More anal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. um, where can our listeners find you, young me? YM Mayor on Instagram and Twitter. And you guys can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at It's, it's Brian, Brian Park. Park. Cool. 2020. Fi- should we set off some fireworks right now? No. Okay. No fireworks. But thank you for listening, guys. Bye. Bye.